Hello, friends. Welcome back to Destructo Discourse. This is a Dragon Ball Z rewatch podcast. I'm your host, Tyler, and joining me for the discourse on this episode is Dave. Hello. Aaron. Hello. Jason. Hi, hi. And Melissa. Hey, hello. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. It's been another month. Oof. Yeah. Has it? Sure so, has. so I've been told. <laughs> Ta- Allegedly, a month has passed. I don't buy it. I feel it. like we just were recording. I feel like we were just talking about Cooler, and now we're going to talk about Cooler. <laughs> yeah, not I'm pretty book. sure this is. I'm pretty sure we're still in like April <laughs> or talking March. Of, talking of. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, my brain like auto completed that to Jumanji, and I, was I like, did Whoa. as well. Oh boy, Jumarchi, <laughs> Jumarchi. Oh my god, it's Magist. <laughs> <laughs> On every episode of the show, we in the past covered episodes of the hit anime Dragon Ball Z. Now we come together to talk about the hit films of Dragon Ball Z, of which this is number six, Return of Cooler, which is different from Revenge of. Right. Cooler's Revenge was the first film. Return of Cooler is this one. (laughs) And then eventually we'll get the third one, which is Cooler Gear Rising Revengeance. (laughs) (laughs) Return of Cooler's Revenge. We should be so lucky. Right? Now you say movie, Mm -hmm. but I did check and this does have a 45 minute runtime. Yeah, not quite feature length. Yeah, it felt short. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Which is is a shame. I mean, it's and sweet. It's, yeah, it's just like, you know, get get your fighting in and go home. <laughs> and leave. Get out of here. <laughs> How to say, it's got one of my favorite starts to a movie so far. I, I was about to say. Because it just gets right to the point. Like, <laughs> all right, none of this hanging out on the farm nonsense. <laughs> Here's the we're plot. No, we're not fucking. Goku, please help. We're not camping. <laughs> we're not bringing Icarus along. But Oolong is still there. Oolong, contractually, Oolong <laughs> has to show up every episode. Ah, uh, what would we do without him? The union won't let us get rid of him. The time to punch in this movie felt quicker than usual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, which is, you know, I think is a good thing. Yeah, I mean, that's what you are ostensibly coming for as mm-hmm. a fan of Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we begin talking about the movie, I had a question for you all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That only tangentially relates to said film. I mean, it's about par for the course. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what we do around here. Does anybody have any media that uh, elicits a strong sense memory in them? And I will give an example because this film is such a thing for me. Oh. Yeah, I never know quite what the definition of sense memory is. Uh, so this film came out when a friend of mine was having a birthday party. Mm-hmm. So the event of the birthday party was to watch the movie, and uh, we were also eating pizza while watching the movie. And it was uh, not a chain, it was a local place, and mm. I want you to imagine the worst pizza you've ever tasted in your life. <laughs> oh no. My eyes are closed. So, uh, Do you all have um, that in in your in your mind's mouth? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, dude, it's Gumby's. We've, we've had it. You- Check it. 
Chuck E. Cheese. All right, now now piss on that slice of pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the kind of caliber of pizza I'm talking about. Great. And now I cannot see frames of this movie or think about this movie without also tasting that pizza. (laughs) Um, there is a uh, art film called Gumo. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, which was involved the town of... I, th- I don't remember a lot of it. I just remember that it involves the Ohio town of Xenia in the aftermath of a massive tornado that hit Xenia, and I don't remember when. I want to say 90s. I could be way wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, my roommate was watching it uh, freshman year at CCAD, and y'all might remember that if you're a freshman at CCAD in the Schottenstein dorms, you are sharing that living space, that dining space, that bed. Here for our... Obligatory yeah. uh, Ohio lore. Uh, <laughs> Ohio lore for, for an episode of this podcast. Yeah, you have a you have someone with whom you are sharing just like a bedroom. Mm-hmm. So like, he had his TV gone. He was watching his Gumo. That that's fine. I was doing my homework or whatever, taking a nap. Um, but same thing. The sense memory that it, that goes with it is the smell. Of the of just really bad cheap cup noodles just oh. <laughs> that he oh ate while watching Gumo and it gave and it was so powerful it gave me a headache. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, and now I can't think about that movie without thinking about like nasty ramen smell. God love him though; he was a great roommate. <laughs> and for me, it's it's mostly. Um... It's mostly um, like oral sense memory, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, it's like—is that spelled A U R A L or A U A U R A L? Yes, um, where it's like because my brand is listening to incredibly inappropriate uh, music for whatever it is I'm doing. Sure, uh, just like you know, as tonally incongruous as I can get, um, and uh, I, it's like. I remember the final sequence of Mass Effect 3 was Owl City, uh, <laughs> and I played, it must have been, like, several dozen hours of Borderlands 2 uh, while listening to, like, Fall Out Boy's second most recent album. <laughs> Maybe it was, so whatever, whichever one was safe, rock and roll. Now, are you um, certain that Owl City didn't improve the end of Mass Effect 3? <laughs> well, I'm the only person in the world who likes Mass Effect 3, <laughs> No, like, I'm here, I'm here. General. No, we're gonna yeah, I like Mass Effect 3, I don't like the ending. Well, no, the, by the ending, I mean the last, like, 98% of the game. Okay. Uh, <laughs> everything before that, I think, is completely rad and great. And that's what I'm associating with Owl City. <laughs> and I'd like to make my mind believe mm-hmm. the Citadel turns slowly. <clears throat> the elevator sure do. <laughs> Ha cha cha! The reaction from Melissa was what made that. <laughs> just like, oh. those elevators by the end of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. we all did. There's mm-hmm. a hole in my chest shot from a sniper rifle from 2007 that Tyler was pulling the trigger to. <laughs> I don't know if I have any sense memories like that. The only thing I'm thinking of is like the memory of a sense that didn't happen. 
like reading books as a little kid, mm. like picture books, and Scott looking Real. at the food in those books and being able to imagine so clearly what that food tasted like. Oh man! Ooh. But then, as an adult looking at it, being like, "This is a yellow circle. <laughs> <laughs> this is not spaghetti." <laughs> but I can still remember, like, thinking what that spaghetti tasting that spaghetti. Like. Yeah. Better than real spaghetti. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I have any. I like mostly just have uh, memory memories. <laughs> <laughs> the picture kind. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, would you guys like to discuss this hit film then? I can't. I, I couldn't w- think of a cooler idea. Oh. <laughs> uh, <I> just <laughs> got a call from Dende asking us to please discuss. <laughs> Watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> just looking yeah. forlornly at you please please Tyler save them well as always the film begins with waves and rocks mm-hmm. which is how I knew that my audio was working properly mm-hmm. when the movie actually started <laughs> and had no audio for like 50 seconds it is, uh, it is stunningly quiet in the beginning as we see an eclipse from the new planet Namek yeah this, this shot lasts quite a bit uh, so, everybody is looking cool. up, trying to figure out what's going on. Not expecting Not right a solar eclipse today. Eclipse. Nope. No, Wrong in one of, of their five suns. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the old planet. More than a year. Could yeah. they? How many to does already the new one know have? when the eclipses happen? I don't know how long they've been there. Because yeah, this where... doesn't make sense in the timeline. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, where is this supposed to be in the timeline? Uh, I like and... how, like, in every episode where we do a movie, someone asks that. Anime-wise, I want to put it around, like, Android 19 and 20 now, because they do just kind of steal Vegeta's uh, entrance from that. Yeah. But that's just an educated guess. I don't actually know. Hmm. No one knows. <laughs> I one of looked at the, the wiki, mm-hmm. and supposedly it is between when the Cell games were announced and when they happened... Oh, but then the trivia page was full of like, ah, but if that's the right time, then this should be this way, and mm-hmm. Gohan should have this hair. So you, yeah, I don't. You had it. so you had the um, the experience of looking at the comments on a wiki page. <laughs> <laughs> the trivia being peer reviewed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Causing this eclipse is some large celestial body that is getting dangerously close to the planet. Just I play thought the it was a moon. Time. It's a, it's a big old weird metal ball, and it begins to expand outwards like a maw of some kind. Like an amoeba. <laughs> yeah. It's terrible. I love it. It's uh, very bad to look at. Yeah, metal tendrils. Uh, and Go then, from zero to 60 on the nightmare scale. Yeah. <laughs> Just real fast. Takes a big old chomp out of the planet. It gives, it gives New Namek a big hug. <laughs> yeah. I... I Personally, I love this. I this love the amazing. way this movie just sets the stakes up immediately. Scary ass freak thing from space clinging on to planet Namek like a face hugger. No, <laughs> like forest fire, big tree planting nonsense. We're just right into it. This yes. is what's happening. Sadly, the, the planet, planet Namek is... doesn't have deer on it, so we have no idea how healthy the planet is. <laughs> <laughs> Our deer barometers are off the are offline. Well, it can't be very healthy. Well, we even the giant thing that just landed on it. We are told that New Namek has more trees than Old Namek. Mm-hmm. That's true. More of those Ajisa plants. 
uh, on the planet Earth, Dende asks Goku for help in first person. Yeah, Popo's, that is weird. Popo's then, like, you can do it. You can do it. It's okay to talk to Goku. <laughs> <laughs> it's very weird. Like, he needs permission. We know yeah. that he's scary. <laughs> Maybe yeah, Goku that's fair. was busy with androids. True. Uh, and true. Dende was being yeah. respectful. <laughs> Can you go check this out before the androids destroy our planet? Got a little bit of time. Could you just, like, maybe pop over there? I know you've got the instant transmission thing. Hey, I mean, the the Namekians are also a strategic asset. Uh, if we lose them, we lose the Namekian Dragon Balls. And, uh, we do need those. Mm-hmm. Well, we we'll probably need those in a we, few We probably won't remember that we need them in various <laughs> important moments, but we do need them. Uh, and then the movie begins with a black bar title card. Yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, so Goku departs on his space mission, and he brings along with him Master Roshi, Krillin, <laughs> Gohan, Yajirobe, and of course, the fucking pig. <laughs> Why are any Oolong, of these people here? Our adventure buddy. Why is yeah. Yajirobe here? Why is Grandpa He's here? Gotta, I don't know why. What's Yajirobe's amazing about this? Bring the beans. What's yeah. amazing about this is the, I don't, even Yajirobe doesn't know why he's here. <laughs> Yajirobe <laughs> does not need to bring the beans. He can hand the beans <laughs> off. He, well, he, he hasn't he, earned the title of Bean Daddy yet. Well, he does specifically say that though. Like I should have just stayed, kept, kept my sensu beans and stayed at home. It's like mm-hmm. like he thinks of himself very specifically in that role. <laughs> You he know. can only imagine himself in a bean-giving context. Yeah, <laughs> that's, his, that's his identity. I, I did appreciate the the delicious spread of um, jelly donuts that our crew are enjoying. <laughs> delicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, Piccolo I also they were rice balls. No, they're jelly donuts. Oh. <laughs> uh, Piccolo also came along, <laughs> but donuts he, and hamburgers. He doesn't eat jelly donuts, and no. he's meditating in solitude. Everyone's making fun of him. He's meditating. Yeah, he's meditating in solitude while the crew just roasts him in the other room. God, just yeah. absolutely talking shit from people who <laughs> should so... not be talking shit about Piccolo. No, right. yeah, Goku doesn't even defend him. Just says, "I think he can hear us." Yeah. <laughs> like, yes, ears yes, don't he can. just frame his lovely face. His, that's his passive way of trying to tell everybody to cool it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, down on the planet New Namek, there is an army of robots that is capturing and shackling all of the Namekians and walking them towards this giant metal thing that has latched itself onto their planet. Mm. I'm glad they didn't get squished. Yeah, thankfully they, well, as far <laughs> as we know. Most of the surface area of the, of the planet has been squished. It really has. Uh, Goku and friends arrive to fuck up some robots. Yeah! I want um, to... Okay, I, I just had a question. Why did they have those spacesuits? Because they're cool to be drawn in. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Ask First and answered. Yep. An answer. Yeah, in case they um, needed to get out and get into space. I wanted to d- hop in and give a short bit of Japanese sub humor, if mm-hmm. I may. Ooh. When they're looking at New Namek being um, engulfed on the main screen, uh, they're debating like what is happening to the planet, and Roshi posits that 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 big metal thing is kissing Namek. <laughs> Roshi, good guess, old man. <laughs> Roshi, is that is that what you think kissing is? 
evidence evidence continues to mount (laughs) that Roshi actually has no idea what sex or any kind of erotic contact is never kissed a woman this man has and then they 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 expand and go no it's not that one planet is eating the other one and then they're going into like the logistics of how that would even work (laughs) My, my favorite part of this is how like Oolong and the others that have never been here before are like, wonder which one's uh, which one's new Namek. And, Re- and Yojajirobi says, obviously it's the green one. But it's like, I kind of get the sense that he only said that because Piccolo is green. Like, <laughs> that was his best guess. That was, mm-hmm. that's, that's the primary information he has on this subject. It's a planet that's alive. A life-giving orb. It's a planet-class green orb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Oolong talks a really big game to these robots, and he absolutely cannot back any of it up. Mm-mm. Nope. But he is safely behind the the line of Z warriors. He Don't is. Worry. They do a close up on him when he's just like, "You better back off, or we're gonna <laughs> blast you to smithereens!" And like, and he's looking a little unhinged. <laughs> And then, like, Yajirobi starts yelling at him to like not be a coward, like don't run away. You know, just just stay back and don't like. Who are you? <laughs> who are you? And what have you done with Yajirobi? What's happening? I'm the Bean Boy, and I have a sword. It's very weird. Uh, from amongst the robots, a extremely metallic-looking cooler steps forward. Oh, he's beautiful. He's, like the most metal he could possibly he, be. He is so shiny. shiny in the sunlight. Like, he is somewhat unpleasant to look at in some <laughs> shots. He I is so don't... shiny know how they got this effect but boy did they want yeah. us to let boy did they want to let us know that they can make him very very shiny and glaring yeah. the, the lens flare is too powerful continuing the proud tradition of turning into a robot that his family has established yeah mm-hmm. yeah <clears throat> he didn't need his dad to turn him into a robot <laughs> not like frieza he did it all on his own but we'll get there mm. uh, Goku doesn't quite recognize him at first. It takes him a little bit to catch on to what is happening. I mean, that's normal for Goku. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then we see a flashback to the time that Cooler died, but there is significantly less butt rock this time. Yeah. (laughs) And I feel like they... I don't think they said half the things they said to each other in this flashback. (laughs) They had to fit a lot of that movie into this flashback. Yeah. (laughs) To catch people up. For for the benefit of Melissa. Specifically. Yeah. yeah, I appreciated it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's that's all that happened in the movie, right? Yeah. yeah. Pretty much. I missed the camping. <laughs> yeah, there was some cool camping and stew. Ooh, I love stew. It was apparently very good stew. Uh, Cooler got metalfied by uh, being absorbed by something called the Big Getty Star. <laughs> weapon to surpass even the Big Getty Star. <laughs> I just uh, I can't hear that without thinking of spaghetti. <laughs> I yeah, call I mean, bullshit because I don't see a watermark on him anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get it. <laughs> I mean, there, yeah. there's definitely aspects of him that reminded me of spaghetti. <laughs> Eventually. I, I yeah. looked up the name trivia. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Getty is, in Japanese is G-E-T-E. And it is, it comes from getemono, which means cobbled together. <laughs> well, All right. makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A huge brawl breaks out here. Yes. 
yeah, uh, Piccolo, is... Gohan, and Krillin get to deal with the faceless robot army, while Goku immediately squares off with Metal Cooler. Cooler refers to them as his Cyclopean guards, which mm-hmm. I'm a fan of. It's a good name. Yeah, they're cool robots. They are. They're cool robots, and they are very serious robots. Yes, they have mm-hmm. no personality, which I appreciate. You know, <laughs> we we don't have any like two-bit cronies in this movie. No. no. Just no, it's... faceless robots. Again, yeah. that's kind mm-hmm. of what I enjoy. Like, I I don't need, the, you know, the third or fourth iteration of, like, freak-ass minions and lieutenants. <laughs> I mean, I love those to. guys. But... Like, I love them, but, like, I don't I don't need to deal with them again. We, but, we get um, it. It's a good change of pace. Yeah, well, the other, the other change of pace here uh, is that these things are winning. Yeah. Like, we have never seen mid- to high-level mooks in DBZ before. I <laughs> they guess are unless, hard to fight. I, I, I guess unless you count um, the Cells Jr. Eh. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're in that range. Maybe. In that it is kind of surprising. They're, like, made of adamantium or something. Yeah. They are impenetrable. Uh, Roshi tries to punch one and breaks his hand. Yep. And is immediately captured along with Yajirobe and Oolong. And we get a very good quote from Yajirobe. It's very shameful. Uh, He asks, what exactly are you the master of? Because it ain't martial arts. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Master Roshi, I think Master Roshi had been given a, you know, an uh, uh, unfair standard of, like, competence (laughs) by certain other movies here. We, We expected too much from him. It wasn't fair to him. Uh, I make note that they uh, are sure getting a lot of mileage out of this it hurts to punch robots joke because (laughs) uh, (laughs) Gohan also hurts himself fighting these robots. Yeah. So does Krillin. Krillin does Mm -hmm. several times. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, this was a weirdly comedic fight Uh without losing the stakes. We still had lots of little slapstick of Krillin getting hit in the head and then (laughs) backing up and bumping into another robot. Uh, Piccolo comes up with a plan. He says to focus all your energy into a single point in your attack in order to pierce the armor. Okay. And it works out for him. That's a strategy. Uh, Works out for Gohan as well. He just punches the eyeball. That is glass, Gohan. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. And then Krillin struggles a bit for more comedic effect. He says, he well, if they can do it, which is absolutely historically inaccurate. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> he, does, he does pretty good, though. It's pretty great. He he, he eats he eats total shit. Like, he eats an, a robot elbow to the face, and then he <laughs> he redoubles, and he manages to, to slice his way through one of the arms. But it, there's a bit where he takes a tumble, and it's drawn really fast, and mm-hmm. the... the the noise they make Krillin <laughs> say. The voice actor. Just, it's very powerful. It was <laughs> like, pretty good. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just show someone those pictures in sequence and say, what sound is this person making? <laughs> Give it your best guess. I, I love this whole thing because it, it's just the only time in all of Dragon Ball Z where skill specifically matters to the outcome of a fight like using focusing the energy in such yeah, a way yeah like these things are in rather a blunt than just sense, an overwhelming force yeah these things are in a blunt sense are more powerful than the z warriors 
but they're able to take them down by fighting skillfully. Like, has that literally ever happened before? Or anything like it? I feel like it has, but I can't remember specifically. I mean, Raditz. Yeah. What, what, what did it do with Raditz? Just, they had to charge that beam up. <laughs> it, was, it was the same concept, kind of. Just focusing energy uh, into a single point. I guess. When he said that, I thought it was going to be the special beam cannon, actually. Right. Uh, the sequence is great, but eventually... eventually yeah, eventually the robots start to turn the table on them again, and the Z-Warriors begin to get overwhelmed, and Gohan and Krillin get kidnapped, and Piccolo gets uh, just blasted. P- Piccolo is doing very well. He's, he's tearing these things apart. Uh, and then he applies the tactic uh, to his stretchy arms, which is great. But then the robots also treat. have stretchy arms. <laughs> <laughs> it's unprecedented. Oh, stretchy arms for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like the, the like movies it... are the last refuge of people who remember that Piccolo has stretchy arms. Yes. <laughs> I certainly didn't remember. <laughs> yeah. The um, he uh, they extend their arms, which. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they can, like, toss them out on, like, cables, like, spring-loaded cables, and one of them attaches to Piccolo's face and just starts shooting him in the face with a machine gun. It extends a gun, that yeah. Just, that is just clamped yeah. onto his face. It's, it's, it's wild. And it creates a dust cloud, so who knows how effective it is. Oh, fools. <laughs> we will have to wait and see. Yes. Uh, for now, we switch over to Goku fighting Cooler. Uh, and I thought that this sequence looked kind of bad. Hmm. Yeah, the, the, the quality of the drawings kind of took a, a downturn for the this models, sequence. The faces on the models look mm-hmm. rough. And even the the uh, paintings of the BGs, like when some of the uh, cliffs were falling down, the the rocks had a rough kind of painty painted look to them that was not. It was incongruous with the rest of the background. Look, look, Tyler. You get, like, you gotta pay some kind of price for people remembering that Piccolo has stretchy arms. (laughs) Matt was here. pay the toll for human transmission. The balls claim another. (laughs) (laughs) I want people to remember that Piccolo has stretchy arms. Uh, Your wish has been granted. (laughs) Also in this sequence, we learned that Cooler has somehow learned the instant transmission technique so now even in the feature films we don't get to see what's happening god i love (laughs) this is great this is great though because first of all we have never before seen goku have a (laughs) he can't do that can he do that (laughs) moment and then like yeah we don't get to see what's happening but a big part of why is because they start having an instant transmission fight yeah where they're like fighting at like Faster than light speed, mm-hmm. uh, and like trying, trying to, to anticipate where each other are going. Yeah, to be. it's it's very good, and just and we just spin the background while this happens. <laughs> just this, keep spinning it. Or this we... part of the fight reminded me of like a thumb war. There's, <laughs> there's no way to have an advantage. Every both people are trying to do the exact same thing, just wildly mm-hmm. swinging. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Goku brings out the Super Saiyan form to speed things along. Remember, so you can do that as you can, as usual. 
Uh, and we cut back over to Piccolo, who was also done messing around. Yeah. He's and... done getting lit up by every fucking gun on every robot on this planet. <laughs> he asks Guns if they're done yet. <laughs> I love that. Uh, and then he just flexes a supernova. <laughs> I, for a second, I was like, why well, didn't do that before? And then it's like, oh, right, because Gohan and his friends were there. <laughs> he needed it to be safe. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he heads inside the Big Getty Star to try this and rescue his friends. Big supernova. Yes. It was. Like it felt very powerful. It closed it on my man. Blew it's up a... a lot of the planet. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It sure as heck did. It was like a huge half the planet storm cloud. He blew up the moon. I was just remember? very imp- impressed. He blew up the moon when it was dramatically less powerful than it is now. <laughs> That's true. But I mean, how, how powerful is the moon? <laughs> <laughs> that that punk-ass bitch, huh? No, nobody ever pointed their scouter at the moon before. <laughs> yeah, because it wasn't worth it. They knew that. <laughs> I bet you Turtle's more powerful than the moon. <laughs> I bet Turtle knows how powerful the moon is. We'll never know. <laughs> it depends destroyed. on if Dragon Ball takes place during the silver millennium Ooh. oh there you go goku tackles cooler's arm off that uh, it... not since nappa have we seen such a feat <laughs> of someone <laughs> punching someone's arm off it's okay though because cooler just tetsuo's himself a new one yeah this is wild nanomachines son <laughs> <laughs> not just nanomachines damn it i should have saved the the weapon to surpass the big getty star until now <laughs> damn I like how essentially Cooler does what we see in the intro of, of Dragon Balls. I, I was going to say the same thing. It, which it, is it finally to, came to pass. Yeah. Yeah. It's normally meant to like indicate the androids because we see wires and then we see skin like grafting over top of it and then the hand mm-hmm. flexes, but it's Cooler's hand. Uh, Cooler explains that the Big Getty Star is constantly monitoring his body's functions and systems in order to rejuvenate uh, parts when they get busted. And he also says that it uses machine learning to correct any weaknesses that led to the damage in the first place, so that he is constantly improving. This was more frightening to me than the planet eating the planet. Like, the idea of this devil's bargain he has struck. With this this terrible space robot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is so just, good. Because uh, I, I, I also love that it, again, it wasn't, it was from a completely different, like, route. This has nothing to do with King Cole or anything like that. Like, it's just him and his vendetta mm-hmm. in, like, alone, like, out in the universe. Uh, Goku doesn't understand what he's talking about, and nope. just, he says, I'm just gonna try punching harder. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, it's, what um, shit is. it's what Android 16 was. <laughs> well, that's not true. Android 16 would have punched harder and come up with a very smart strategy to beat him that would have worked. Uh, Goku gets caught by the throat. Ooh. Very Ooh. uncomfortable. Yeah. This is this yeah. is very bad. What happens to Ooh. him? It's bad to look at. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how to explain what Cooler does with his arm. It reminds. I've seen this this exact effect somewhere before. I can't remember where it was. In some other it's anime. Like when water's going. I mean, it reminded me of up. One Piece. It's, that wasn't that. Um, oh yeah, he does a he does a, a what is it? Gear does third? a gear second. Oh second shit. Uh, oh um, yeah, it's, it's his arm swells up. Yeah, like a fire hose, <laughs> and then the pressure is just transmitted along the end of the 
along his arm. Like, it's like a snake swallowing something that's a little too big. But reverse. <laughs> but, but reverse, yeah. And then the, all of that force just constricts his his hand around Goku's throat. Terrible which I, metal fingers. I feel really like should have... not even around that. his throat. He's grasping his Adam's apple. Yeah. yeah. yeah really I, just clenching that neck meat. I, I feel it's like he should have broken his neck. Like Probably. Yeah. It definitely seemed like a crushed windpipe to me. Oh, yes. yes. Uh, Goku is rescued by Vegeta, who is here now. Kaboom! <laughs> the prince of dramatic entrances. I love him. He's back. He just comes in out of nowhere to save our boy. Also, he's a Super Saiyan. Yep. Also yep. that. Does he know who Cooler is? <laughs> does Does he eh. know what's going on? He looks like Frieza. He, he looks like Frieza and it's someone strong to fight. You know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I just this is have probably... to believe... Okay. Sorry, you go. No, you. Okay. I just have to believe that, like, he saw Goku and Krillin folks getting all geared up and ready to go and they didn't invite him and he was salty about it <laughs> well that's my own space followed along. That, well yeah that's what I love about this is that it's entirely reasonable to like the fact that he is here um it just requires you to assume that he's just been following them this whole time he's like <laughs> you, know, you know they're not gonna get to have any fun without me like, yeah, what's like that Kakarot up to some training he's Secret getting stronger training? not on my watch uh, Vegeta gets punted into the distance, but immediately comes flying back, which was very funny to me. <laughs> yes. I love him. Just like, immediately <laughs> eating shit, but coming right back at you. Mm. Team Four like, Star edited that moment in their rendition of the abridgment uh, of this very well. They they like looped it together so that he was getting knocked back multiple <laughs> times. <laughs> I see. It was a good time. He goes flying past Goku, who briefly squares up like, oh boy, it's my turn again, but then Vegeta just flies right past him. <laughs> Vegeta is That's what we good. like to call a rushdown character. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cooler catches Vegeta by the mouth and tries to blast a beam directly into it, so but then Goku when... rescues him. Bailing so each other out. you dash in full screen. So they're even now. I love them rescuing each other. This is the <laughs> Goku and Vegeta I didn't know I needed today. <laughs> Inside the Big Getty Star, all of the captives are greeted by the best character in the movie. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Akira Toriyama's little robot self. A very cordial little robot. <laughs> who, who is in charge kind, of chopping people up. He kindly and gently asks them to proceed down the hallway so they can get chopped up. <laughs> We don't oh want to boy. hurt you. We just need your energy. We just so need to chop you up. We need to chop you up. <laughs> you know, it's, it's nothing. It's just business. It's no. It's not a big deal. Uh, yeah, Jirobi is the first tribute to be taken because <laughs> he's got spunk. He does volunteer in a way. Listen to this bald-bladed Yajirobi. Yeah, I don't know what. I don't know what he's been doing. I'm think. I have a theory about why he's so brassy right now. So remember when his Hanzo steel chopped Vegeta's tail? I do. Mm-hmm. He has been riding that high for years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Piccolo flies through the interior of the star searching for Gohan and ends up getting picked up on the little robot's radar as an intruder. Oh, uh-oh. And he is suddenly blasted by an unseen enemy at the end of the hallway, but he oh. seems to recognize who it is. Mm-mm. Uh oh, Big Eddie <laughs> Oh yes, oh. we're in a mess. That one took us. That one took me a second. Jesus. <laughs> wow. Oy. You're welcome. 
Goku tries to convince Vegeta to work together as a team to take down Cooler, but Vegeta is too pig-headed, as always. Vegeta knows full well that... The he gets to agreeing is telling Goku not to get in his way. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, Vegeta knows what genre he's in. He knows that teamwork is only for cowards and you know, ne'er-do-wells. <laughs> uh, the two of them, just charging at the same time, manage to blast Cooler's body apart. Uh, and then they both launch beam scrambles so that he can't repair himself. Let us put this down in the history books. The first time a beam scramble has actually worked. Did it, though? <laughs> With the power of teamwork. For, I like, mean, two seconds it did. Let it, me have it, this. Yeah, it technically worked, because it did destroy him. That did happen. Teamwork ha- makes the beam work. <laughs> There's our, uh, our episode title. <laughs> <sighs> I do like that... that- Goku kind of rode that, just kind of went with Vegeta saying, mm-hmm. no, we're not working together by just letting Vegeta start attacking and then just you doing the same thing Vegeta was doing. <laughs> so they are attacking together. This this, this is fine. This will do. <laughs> it's like teamwork. Mm-hmm. Teamwork adjacent. Doing the same thing at yes. the same time. Uh, they think that they have broken him beyond repair and they both power down and begin to rest. Unfortunately, though, on the cliff above them, it looks like Cooler has a spare body. Uh Uh-oh. Double, unfortunately, he's got a shit ton of spare bodies. Yep. (laughs) Aw, this sequence was so good. Yeah, it's very good. Get a quick breather, but then, oh shit, there's another one, and then, oh shit, there's so many, and you just zoom back, and it's it's like uh, that bit in Mulan when all of the (laughs) soldiers are coming up. Yes, I was thinking about that very scene, and it just sets the scale of how fucked they are. (laughs) And uh, Metal Cooler says that the big Getty star will, you know, compensate for and remove any design flaw in his body, even Mm. if the flaw is that he only has one body. (laughs) It's like, you know what? You know what? That's that's lateral thinking is what that is. It is. is. (laughs) I I respect this this machine. See, the problem was that there was only one body. Yeah. So let's make a thousand. It's like, really, that was my bad. Like, not thinking of that (laughs) the first time. Uh, So Goku and Vegeta have to power up again, and they begin to try to take on a thousand cooler bodies that rush at them. Goku's reaction is very funny. He just kind of chuckles and said, Well, it was nice knowing you. (laughs) They have such good interaction in this movie. Yes. It's fantastic. Uh, It doesn't appear to go very well for them, because Mm. in the next scene, they are both strung up by wires inside the Getty Star. Yep. (laughs) Just a hard cut. Well, that's one of the things I love about this. We just... We do not spend any time on anything we don't need to. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Just nope. jump straight to the next plot point. Cooler's disembodied voice that appears to be coming from uh, what the the last remaining scrap of his organic body, which is his eye, which is now yeah. grafted Ooh. onto a robot head. It uh, looks fucking sick. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And his disembodied good. voice inside the Getty Star explains to them that somewhere out in space... At some point in time, a single sentient computer chip was floating around for eons amongst the debris of destroyed ships and satellites, this... and it eventually began to absorb all of the detritus around it into the single giant mass that became the Big Getty Star. Cobbled together. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> this is this is wild. <laughs> and they cobbled together part of 
part of cooler in there. Right, at some point. Some of his brains were floating around. His the remains of his body and brain also got absorbed into the it. The remains and, that uh, you know, got uh, that was, survived getting cooked incinerated by the sun. By the sun. <laughs> uh, and now his consciousness has merged with the computer. Okay. That is the, the big Getty star. Of death, he learned instant transmission just out of desperation. It got teleported. out of the sun. Ooh. Yeah, teleported his little brain bits out of the sun. <laughs> uh, Cooler and the star begin to absorb energy out of Goku and Vegeta in order to devour the rest of planet Nunamic. Uh, and when the Super Saiyans appear to pass out, Cooler accidentally lets slip out loud, even though he is a disembodied voice. Uh, that it is a good thing that they passed out because he had underestimated how much power they had and if he had gotten any more energy from them it would have exceeded his ability to contain it mm-hmm. hmm. I mean have you ever accidentally said something out loud <laughs> yeah but that's Piccolo's move <laughs> it's Maybe. easy to do that in a human body it's probably even more easy as a disembodied voice actually yeah you're right now that I'm thinking about it I do think to myself a lot and he's probably just doing that and forgetting that he's a disembodied voice <laughs> he has no differentiation between an outside voice and an inside voice exactly <laughs> because all of his existence is his inside voice yeah, <laughs> yeah I love I love such a I love the setup of Whew, any more energy and I would have blown up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Goku and Vegeta both begin to give him more energy. Give the people what they want. And Cooler's like, oh no, they're giving me too much energy. Then he the worst to... possible outcome ensued. <laughs> they gave me more energy. He tries to retract the wires from them, but they just reach out and grab them so that they can continue the circuit. <laughs> That's pretty just, great. Yeah, they grab them and it's like, oh, no, no, you said you were hungry. <laughs> we have food at the house and now you're going to eat. You're going to join the Clean Plate Club. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, thankfully, this happens before Yajirobe is unceremoniously sawed in half by this dancing robot. <laughs> Yeah, Who is having so a real much. normal one. Just so stoked to chop up a man. <laughs> yeah, you gotta love what you do. Just excited to try incorporating some biological matter into its big Getty body. Much more than the previous eyeball that they acquired. I love their their like their uh, wording for what they need from the people. It's like, no, we need to chop up your body to extract the energy to get the big Getty star going. Right. It they seems... gotta chop away at the body to get the energy in the center. Yeah. The, 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 <laughs> like the, a tootsie The of the yeah. soul. <laughs> uh, so all of the machinery now begins to fall apart because the circuits are overheating, too much energy, and the star begins to lose its grip on Nunamic. So Goku tells Piccolo and Gohan and all of their friends to get to safety while he and Vegeta finish things with Cooler. But G- Goku has a very good line. Like, Cooler is freaking out that he's absorbed too much energy, and he's like, well, I underestimated the amount of energy these Super Saiyans had. And Goku says, that was the same mistake you made last time, isn't it? <laughs> and it's like, technically that is accurate, yes. Uh-huh. At root, it's the same flaw. Uh, Goku also claims that he learns from his mistakes. Oh. Do you, Goku? <laughs> I mean, I mean, he gets a Zenkai boost, so maybe that's his body learning from his mistakes. That's actually really profound. <laughs> yeah, okay. And also, like, it. he keeps letting his enemies live, 
but they keep becoming his friends. Mm -hmm. So I don't yeah. think he views that as a mistake because it just keeps yeah. working out for him somehow. He does. He does make new mistakes every every arc. Uh, Cooler makes one last giant body out of circuitry and wires to try and kill Goku. And Good. Dave, I'm glad you're here because I do need a ruling. Oh, is this a correct method of getting big? I mean, I'm I, gonna. I would say I... so. I mean, my my primary reasoning is that uh, it's rad. Uh, it, it owns. So, uh -huh. yeah, I would say so. Jason, you had thoughts? I have a counterpoint. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry. Uh -oh. I, I would say it's not getting big in the right way because he's not actually growing. He's just getting... He's just clumping together some of his mass. Mm. So you, so you would argue that he's not truly big at all. He's, he's not, just... because remember, he's fused with the Big Getty Star, right? Like, he so... even says, I am the Big Getty Star. In a sense, he's getting smaller. Right. Is merging with the Big Getty Star a correct way to get big? I was about to say, because if you think about it, you know, that body's not him anymore. He may perhaps be the biggest one of all. It, indeed, because he's <laughs> the size of a star. Mm-hmm. I... I, I you know, like, I, I think Piccolo was, like... Like, that that's the real reason he was so shocked when he saw him. It was like, this is an unprecedented move! <laughs> I've never thought of trying to get this big before. <laughs> uh, Vegeta severs uh, the giant cooler's arm with a destructo disc. Hey. I, for 1.5 seconds, I thought it was Krillin. <laughs> and I was so sad. Wouldn't that have been an amazing ending? But it is still the most important Destructo disc in the whole show. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's it's good that we've covered it. You know, let it be noted. Yeah, you know we've we've reached an important milestone for the podcast. Uh, and then Goku powers up a little key ball and then throws it directly into Cooler's chest and he blows up the behemoth. It's a very little key ball. It's a very little key ball. Yeah, <laughs> it's got to be small to get in the cracks in the armor. Sure. Just wiggle on in there. I guess. Mm -hmm. And then the whole star blows up, and Goku and Vegeta just meteor into the planet. <laughs> <laughs> yep. This is amazing because yeah, like, everyone is like, "Oh no, what happened to them?" Uh, and they see them falling out of the sky, and they're like, and "Like, I think I think Vegeta's unconscious, but Goku is still awake." Mm -hmm. um, and they're like, "Oh my goodness, they're okay," because like they've seen this happen enough times. Yeah. Like, and then they just slam into the ground right behind everybody, this and everyone's scene is like, uh. "Fucking amazing!" Yes. It's pretty funny. Uh, it, it's deeply unfortunate this is an audio podcast. It's so good because because Gohan's holding his hands up like Daddy, like <laughs> like like a friend. From a Miyazaki movie, is floating <laughs> down on a dream to see you again, and, and then it just, just like wham, <laughs> the camera shakes, dust clouds, everyone, everyone is still holding his hands up, everyone, and, big grins are still like frozen on their faces. Yeah, the, the, he still he still has a go on and still has a big grin, but the eyes are now. The eyes oh, tell a different story. The eyes yeah. tell a more horrified story. <laughs> and then, much like Piccolo in previous movies, Vegeta just disappears. Yep. He just evaporates and gets he in his little pod. disappears just as quickly and quietly as he arrived. He gets back in uh, what is just a Frieza Force Saiyan pod. Like, yeah. He doesn't... Like, I guess he had that. <laughs> I don't know where he got it. That's how he got there. That's weird. <laughs> you're, Bulma, you're, I'm not saying it didn't happen. It's just like, Bulma, that's weird. Don't, 
don't enable your boyfriend <laughs> like this. You don't help him go back to that dark place. Uh, he blasts off into space alone in his Saiyan pod, and then he crushes the sentient computer chip core of the Getty Star in his hand. I was surprised when I saw that he still had that. I was like, well, "What are you going to do with that? Is this, this going to be interesting? Is like he going <laughs> to? No, no, never mind. Going to fuse it. himself <laughs> with a bunch of robot bits? Oh, fuck! He just wants to count this as a win. I mean, this, this, um, well, yeah, he wants to say, "I get the XP because I actually finished. <laughs> I, got, I, I got the last hit." So. Um, but also, like, this movie basically made one of my fanfic premises unnecessary, mm -hmm. um, but then it gave me a new one. Ooh. So, Ooh. Give us uh, and take us away. Vegeta takes the computer chip. I mean, there's a million different ways you could take that chip mm. of the big Getty star. <laughs> That's Presents enough. That's it enough. to Bulma as a gift. Yeah, exactly. He gives it to her. <laughs> he tries to absorb its power for himself. There's, wait, I can combine all those versions of the premise into this one. Yes. All right, never mind. We're, we're back on track. Does this does this end with a metal Vegeta? What what I was gonna say what I was gonna say is that um, maybe there's a way to tie all these together. I don't know. Um, <laughs> is that like the entire like premise of this one just like removes the need for the like the Star Empress Bulma one? <laughs> Because it was gonna be that she like develops technological means of like absorbing everybody's power. That was literally the idea that I had like two years ago <laughs> when we did that episode. And it's uh, like, oh, that's just a thing that happens in an actual Dragon Ball thing. And it's like, all right, well, fair enough. I don't need to do this anymore. <laughs> uh, but maybe now I can tie all these things together. Mm. It would be really funny because, like, he would come home and he would give it to her, and he's like, yeah, you know, it's some advanced technology computer thing. I thought you might like it, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't even care or anything. Baka. And, and then she would instantly, <laughs> like, like she would look at it, and she would figure out what it is, and it's Bulma, so she'd probably understand what it is just by touching it. Um, and then she would, like, throw her arms around him and kiss him full on the lips and be like, this is so cool! This is the amazingest <laughs> thing! This is so romantic that you got this for me! And he's like, uh... Yes, I definitely knew that. <laughs> I definitely knew how much you would like it. <laughs> like, like Vegeta takes a knee and it, it like has the little box with the engagement ring, but instead it's that chip. <laughs> it's a Getty star. <laughs> yeah. It's a little Getty star. Mm -hmm. uh, does anybody have any closing thoughts on the return of Cooler? I did enjoy that uh, the end credits was a little bit of a recap. Just in case mm -hmm. you were late, uh, you missed some of the theater. movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's so wild now to see things like that, where they're like actually designed for the idea that someone was watching this on TV and couldn't record or stop it. <laughs> yeah, it's fascinating to see things like that now. <laughs> yeah, uh, the only thing I want to recap on is well, two things. Number one, I enjoyed this movie because, much like this recording, I'm distracted by discords. It's mm -hmm. short, sweet, and to the point, <laughs> um, and not a lot of not a lot of fiddly fiddle faddling. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like there's a little bit of banter. Not a lot of like talking. No, there's, get, there's banter certainly. There's some banter, and then we get some cool fights. It's not the same formula of these guys will be can be beaten by Gohan or Krillin, but uh, <laughs> but. Only this guy can be this beaten guy's by Piccolo, a Piccolo for sure. Mm -hmm. And then only Goku—they—they they throw that out, and I appreciate that. Um, even though that means losing out on some like freaky 
freaky alien lieutenant types. Mm-hmm. I, um, um... It'll be fresh for next time we get freaky alien yeah, lieutenants. Mm-hmm. We'll be happy to break. see them. <laughs> Most importantly, I did not share with you the Japanese title mm. of <gasps> Oh my Return god, you're right. Cooler, which roughly translates to Dragon Ball Z Clash! The power of ten billion warriors. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Dang. That's a lot of warriors. That's <laughs> <laughs> significantly more than a thousand warriors. <laughs> One billion warriors. <laughs> oh my god. Is that counting, like, the robot mooks, too? That's... I... Yes. Well, I mean, all those metal coolers were so powerful, each of them was probably a billion warriors or something like that. Yeah, that makes sense. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I bet that's what Cooler would tell you. <laughs> uh, does anybody have any Hail Satan they want to do? Uh, I don't right. e- I don't even know, like, who would be doing what at this point in time. Yeah, there's no, without yeah. a timeline, like, what can we really do? Probably yeah. taking yeah, a nap. We're free to explore what would Hail Satan be doing in this bizarre, not real movie timeline <laughs> what Makes me uh, w- computerized enemy is Mr. Satan fighting <laughs> Martin Mis- Mr. Satan yeah Mr. <laughs> Satan's doing his turbo taxes yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sure Mark yeah, how many computers taxes. does he throw through the wall <laughs> he's fighting his eternal kick. foe Windows 95 <laughs> <laughs> that's a dark future the power of 95 windows <laughs> oh wait, no. This is this came out in 1992. Oh, oh. what would that have been? 3.1 before the dawn of time, <laughs> basically. Windows dawn of time. No <laughs> one when there were only arch trees and everlasting dragons. And, uh, v- yeah, Videl's the only one who can actually get this to work. Definitely, yeah. He was interrupting Neopets time. Oh, mm-hmm. oh. <laughs> unacceptable. He's got like a game of solitaire on his clunka junka PC, <laughs> but it's one of those like, it's one of those like uh, pirated like nudie solitaires where like, the decks are all like ladies. <laughs> I'm sure Roshio uses the same thing. Yeah. I'm sure that he has a copy of Minesweepers where the happy faces are just him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gotta be. Merchandising. Oh yeah. my god, there Satan's must be Mr. Super. Satan video games. There has to be. Mr. Satan beat 'em ups. He was make he was developing one for his for his not Game Boy Game Boy that he shows uh Majin Buu. Oh yeah, you're right, there is one. Mm-hmm. So he must be deep into his game dev career. <laughs> no, any any game driver. developer would be uh you know, would be overjoyed to work with the the Mr. Hercule Satan IP. Experimenting by making screensavers. <laughs> He's working on a Mr. Satan, like specifically like a Mr. Satan gotcha game. Oh my god. He'd be all about that shit. But it's all what just him. You... Yeah, it's just various well, forms of Mr. Satan. Different yeah, palette swaps, Sa- different eras, different mustache styles. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, there's probably like a Mr. Satan Wooly Willy too, right? <laughs> oh, oh, gotta God. be. <laughs> uh, Jason. Yeah. Do you have a four star reading for us? Oh, I most surely do. Jason, let's switch it up for this one. Oh. Uh-huh. Do you have a big star reading for us? <gasps> sure. I was gonna say, like, let's switch it up and have him be wrong about something literally ever, <laughs> but then I really realized how unrealistic that was. 
impossible. Yeah. The stars don't lie. Oh. The big Getty star <gasps> tells no lies. Oh my god. So what we'd like to do... Actually, can I interrupt real quick with a tangent? You may not, but go on. <laughs> um, I just have a quick question for everybody. Who would win in a fight, the Machio star or the Big Getty star? Machio. When the Big Getty star was first mentioned, I thought that's what was going on. It was another, like, Machio star type thing. Just a demon planet. <laughs> <laughs> another one, a robot demon planet. Depends Again. on how much time the Big Getty star has to prepare. <laughs> this this show just... or this Oh, it's like a Batman situation. ...does not know... Like the difference between a star and a planet, <laughs> <laughs> and this one's at least smaller than New Namek. Yeah, so it's like a, it's a, it's a, it's the big Getty planetoid. <laughs> it doesn't, uh, that, that doesn't sound as snappy, I guess. It'll be novel. Uh, sorry, though. sorry to interrupt, Jason. Please continue. How dare you? Ugh. Very dare. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> so what we like to do at the end of each episode is we like to. Take various birthdays from various Dragon Ball characters, usually based on their manga or anime debut date. Flip to the horoscope section and read off a little something for them. Maybe a piece of wisdom or insight or premonitions of things to come. <laughs> Which won't be possible because this guy's dead. <laughs> well, he was dead last time, so... Yeah, never you know say never. That he could be dead again. Before. Yeah, it's cooler. But I will tell you that he has had a anime debut date of um, July 20th, 1991. Which I'm not going to forget in a hurry. Mm-mm, which makes him a cancer. Mm -hmm. So, Cooler, Dave, this <laughs> is your reading. Any career transition you're going through right now could be Stop. very thrilling. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> but be careful not to equate career change with personal improvement. Stop. This new routine will be will still become old eventually, no matter how thrilling your new responsibilities are. I mean, that's not to say that things won't be exciting. Just make sure you don't commit yourself to anything too permanent too soon. Give yourself time to settle into your new role. <sighs> much uh, <laughs> much like cooler, I uh, I wish I had had this advice. When I, still had, when, when I still yeah. had the chance to follow it. Oh, oh boy. Wow. You're, you're, you're Alice of Wonderland giving yourself very good advice, but, but very seldom <laughs> following it. <laughs> well, thank you all for listening. I appreciate everyone who tunes into this show every time it comes out. Uh, Dave, what would you like the France to know? Um, hey, I'm, I'm here. I still have a... AO3 account. I'm a Scythe, P S Y T H E. Maybe at some point fanfiction will happen. Right now is a lot. <laughs> I'm sure everyone can sympathize. Not a top priority. Right, well, right now is a lot for everybody. So It's, it's definitely can... my top priority. It's just not happening. Mm. I think what's important now is you just take time for yourself. Take it easy on yourself, everyone. Uh, Aaron, how about you? I'm just taking it easy. <laughs> I don't do much Aaron's on the internet except for this, and then also occasionally I'll hop in Jason's streams. Jason, you stream? I do. Oh man! Tell me about it. I'm a I'm a hip gamer streamer on the on playing the only the hippest and gamest gotcha games on the <laughs> on the hit streaming website Twitch.tv. 
where you can find me as jcabs, J-A-Y-C-A-L-V-E-S, and that same username will take you to all of my social nonsense, Twitter, Instagram, Zanga, Dead Journal, all that. <laughs> and Melissa. Uh, I, you know, take a little bit of an internet break, but I'm around as Christia, K-R-I-S-T-A-I-A. Uh, you can follow this show on Twitter at Destructo underscore Disc, D-I-S-C. Pinned there is an invitation to join our fan Discord server. And we also accept emails to DestructoDiscourse at gmail.com. And if you'd be so kind, please rate and review this show on your podcast service of choice so that other people can find it. Or, you know, just tell them. Just tell them what we're doing over here. Tell somebody. We need, we need somebody to know. <laughs> the people need to know. Witness us. <laughs> we're just over here talking about the big Getty star 20 years after it came out. <laughs> what else are we supposed to be doing? I don't know. That's an actual question. Please. That is an actual <laughs> question. <laughs> Drinking water. <clears throat> Streaming gotcha games. Mm. Uh, we will be back in another month or so with another episode with another movie. But until then... We're just getting warmed up. When night never turns to day, don't you be afraid to fly away. Shut up!